Welcome, 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 everyone. I'm Ali. We're part of the Winging It podcast. I'm, as always, I'm joined by Alex and Andrew. This is episode 78. I really, really love Thursdays, not just because we get to talk with a cool guest, but it's also kind of a reset week, right? We've had a few weeks that have gone, you know, kind of terribly uh, our way when it comes to the Eagles. But again, as I said, Thursday is that reset day for me personally. It's kind of like a, you know, a a sort of a rebirth, if you will, of the week uh, as we look forward to this next game. But coping really hard, Ali. (laughs) Yeah, I am coping really hard. I am coping really hard. Um, As we as we always do on Thursdays, uh, we have a special guest with us today. Um, And as many of you always tune in to figure out who we have on, I'm personally excited for this particular guest because his story is is unlike any I have frankly heard of. Um, This is an individual who was a multi-sport athlete, decides that he wants to continue that sort of career in athletics, um, doesn't have a Division I football scholarship, so he walks on to Temple gets a roster spot. And unfortunately, through, you know, call it luck, through call it misfortune at the time, but, you know, sort of a, uh, you don't know what's what's in store for you 10 years down the road, um, he got injured. And as many athletes, when they get injured in college, they choose to let sort of that event kind of define their lives and they become successful entrepreneurs. They come become successful business people. And they always talk about how they used to be college athletes. This man decided that he wanted sports to continue to be a part of his life. So he became one of the most renowned artists in Philadelphia sports. And I'm going to read this directly off of his website because frankly, it gave me chills the first time I read it. Today, he's a renowned artist commissioned by many professional athletes and top-tier companies in the sports industry, including Fanatics, Golden Auctions, and more. His work is a testament to the transcendent quality of art and sports. This is movement. This is passion. This is art with energy. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex, Andrew, please help me in extending a warm winging it welcome to Jordan Spector. How's it going, Jordan? Those are real cheers, well, by the man. way. That was really, that was all of us actually cheering. <laughs> I, I think you, you might have missed it, but a, a tear was scrolling down my cheek there. <laughs> Beautiful, Ali. Not a dry eye in the house. So no, talk really, to me, man. Really talk, what's it. what's new? What's what's going on in your life right now? I know there's, uh, we, we've got some stuff in store for this uh, for this episode, but just wanted to, to get it directly off the top of your head. What's new? What's going on? Yeah, man, just so many things to unpack from this year. Um, it's been another incredible year for my art business, for what I'm doing, the journey that I'm on. 
And it's, it's funny because every year I look back and I'm like, well, how can I top that next year? You know, and it always seems to happen. Um, it's incredible to me when I get to actually sit down and talk about it and think about it and reminisce and talk to you guys. So this is super enjoyable for me, especially after a long month that December is. I'm, I'm super grateful for how busy we really are, how busy I am, uh, but it can be a lot. So it's good to start winding down and just be able to chop it up for a little bit. So Jordan, as you're, you know, as we're sitting here, you have this beautiful Brian Dawkins, Dawkins graphic sitting right next to you. Um, you know, before we talk about that actual item, that card, which I, Ali and Alex, I know have been just like, you guys have been talking about this card for weeks and how excited you are to open it. Do you, do you do just Philly athletes with, you know, with your art or, or do you kind of branch, you know, outside of that? Yeah. So up until, uh, I'd say 2020, I was doing mainly just Philly sports stuff. That was my niche. That's what I enjoy still to this day. Those are my teams. I'm an all four team guy. Eagles are number one for me. Mm -hmm. I'm a football guy, but I do love all my other Philly teams as well. Um, but in 2020 is really actually when my business um, took a took a huge step. Um, and I always felt the need to, okay, I got to start doing other stuff that isn't Philly. I just really didn't have the opportunity yet, or just like, I didn't really take that leap of faith. And, um, coincidentally, I, I had been following Joe Burrow's career at LSU that year. I just loved like all the, all the things coming out about him, like him, uh, his phone breaking, the coach wanting to get him a new phone. He's like, nah, I don't need it. I don't need a phone. Just stuff like that. It's like, who is this guy? So when he won it, um, there was this moment where he, after the game, he's sitting on a couch smoking a cigar and man, like I've learned to now to this day, like if you get X amount of people hitting you up to do something, you do it because there's kind of this, you know, if I had an actual chart to show you, it's like, Hey, X amount of people ask about this artwork this is how many people end up wanting it. It's just a trickle down effect. But I did this painting of Joe Burrow um, that ended up going viral in the Baton Rouge LSU sports market. And that led to me um, connecting with the Burrow family and the photographer who took the picture. And we created this collaboration where still to this day, we donate a portion of the prints we sell of that painting I did. <clears throat> um, and that led to me doing this whole kind of media tour down in uh, the Baton Rouge area the next month on ESPN, a couple other big radio stations. And um, that was really my first taste of going outside of my, what I felt was my boundary. Mm. And um, just, you know, my mind was blown. And this is right before COVID started. Um, so I'm on top of the world. And then that happens. And a lot of people probably don't know this, but like, 2020 if you had a website if you had an e-com presence that was the e-com boom that well, was that was going to be my next question when you said yeah. that, that things started taking off in 2020 you know was there a parallel with with covid and people being at home and and was that helpful for the business it was it was massive it it was a whole it was a year long of just that and then i was like well I did all these other pieces. I did a Michael Jordan one. I eventually did a Kobe one too. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it after he passed away, but eventually I did one. Um, <clears throat> and then I did all these other pieces that year too that not a lot of them were Philly related. And the teams all kind of stunk that year anyway. Um, so it, it was a huge um, turning point for me, um, taking that leap of faith and 
my business becoming much bigger. Um, and it's kind of just continued ever since. I've never stopped. It's never stopped getting bigger or busier or um, just more collaborations, more partnerships, more athletes. So that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I see you all over Instagram, all over Facebook. Um, your your one your one photo uh, on the road to victory. Uh, a few of the guys in our group chat have it. We said, "Hey, guess what? We're having <laughs> the guy that painted that on the podcast." They're like, "No way!" So nice. uh, you're even making an impact, like even before the whole Brian Dawkins project and and everything. Like I, I knew people have been have been buying it up. I want to go way back. So uh, multi sport athlete, go to Temple, get an injury. Talk to me about your art past has this been something that you've always done as a child has have people always told you that you were talented at art it is is it something that you like found like to, like talk to me about that background yeah so growing up uh creating art was always a hobby of mine i enjoyed doing it um you know as cliche as it sounds ever since i could pick, pick up a pencil you know yeah. i was drawing back you know when i was a kid it was fire trucks or airplanes or whatever i wanted to be a pilot when i was a kid um, and I, I always did that. I always did it for fun and it took time for me to start to realize, okay, like maybe I'm like pretty good at this, like whatever. Um, even in high school, you know, my other passion was football mm. and, um, I continued to do art even to the point where I took art classes just as an excuse to keep doing art. Um, and never, never put it out there, you know, and back then like Instagram wasn't even around yet or just started, um, you know, and I would have never thought back then I'm going to be an artist for a living. Um, you know, so I did it for fun and, um, it was actually funny cause like my senior year, my teacher submitted some of my work into like, uh, some of like the County art shows like Montgomery County and all of them got first place. They were like, um, some watercolor paintings I did some standstill, uh, paintings or actually pastel drawings I did just kind of like random stuff that like did really well in the show. So I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, just a little nugget that would, that would stay planted. Um, but yeah, Dude, I, I you still... got to hook that. You have to hook that art teacher up with, with like a free card or something <laughs> like, like that could have, that could have been the actual, like what started everything. <laughs> I know. Well, I will tell you a couple factors that started everything that come later, but, um, but I, you know, after football ended at in high school, you know, I educationally decided to go to Temple. Actually, I another funny part of the story is I have a doctorate in physical therapy, if you could believe that. Okay. Um, so that's Jeez. my educational route. And I continued all the way to get that full education. Um, but <clears throat> leading into that, going to Temple, um, that first year, I didn't play football anymore. I said, you know, I'm going to focus on education when I have fun in school, whatever. And I quickly found myself missing football so much. And, um, I met a, a couple of guys actually in the same building. I lived in at temple J and H you guys remember Rock J and H. Oh yeah. Um, I smell in... like that place every time I left it. <laughs> it's a good smell. Um, but I met a couple of guys training to walk on to the team, to the football team. This is um, 2011, I want to say. And I met them and they're like, yeah, like you can walk into the team. They do tryouts every year, all this stuff. And so I started training with them. Uh, one guy in particular who now to this day is one of my best friends. Um, 
his name's Graham, and he was training with this guy who used to train like Larry Fitzgerald and all these like big time athletes up in the Lansdale PA area. So for literally like seven months, um, cause I had to commute there from the city. I would take the train with him all the way up to Lansdale from the city. Um, and it would be like ridiculous workouts, lifting, running, especially in the summertime. And I got in the best shape of my life, like ever. I was benching like 320. I was running hand time, four fours and four fives in the 40. Like I was a monster. What position and did, what, what position were you trying to play? I played running back at nice. in high school. And uh, I got recruited by like smaller D1, D2 schools, but never like a D1 program. Um, and I did like some visits to small schools and I was just, I wasn't feeling it when I did that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that all happened. That progressed with the training and uh, the tryouts came 2012 and you literally show up, you, um, you run a 40 yard dash, you do different drills, depending on your position, all this stuff. And it's funny because I crushed it. And a lot of it was like running routes and I don't play receiver and I'm not a good receiver, but I just so happened to crush it that day. And, um, so I, I made the team after that, like me and two other guys out of like the 50 guys that were trying out. And um, they put me a wide receiver that season, you know, like going into the joining the team. You're like, I can't catch. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm like, so eventually after that season, I switched to running back. Um, and that was, that was a transition period. That's when, that's when um, Steve Adazio was there his last year. Um, who's, you know, a whole nother story in itself. <laughs> he and came then, from like uh, Florida or something, right? Yeah, he was he was a part of that coaching staff with like Tim Tebow and and all yeah. those heavy hitters. Um, and then he came to Temple, was in and out in two years, went to Boston College, um, and then Matt Rule came back. So I was there when Matt Rule came. Um, so I played with Hassan Reddick on the Eagles. Now I played wow. with Deion Dawkins and Tyler Medikevich, who played on the Bills. PJ Walker, he was like a couple years younger than me. Um, Robbie Anderson. Um, there so you were part of that nationally because you guys were like number 25 in the country at one point. I remember uh, when Temple went against Notre Dame and it felt like a super, it felt like the Super Bowl for Philadelphia. Oh, that was time. crazy. Yeah. So we beat Penn State first time in like 60 years. We were ranked like, I think, 15 or 12 in the country, played Notre Dame and almost beat them, but they beat us at the very last play. Will, um, uh, what's his name? Will. Freaking Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember Medikevich had like five sacks on uh on Hackenberg that day at Penn State. <clears throat> um but that was incredible. Incredible season, incredible time. And but eventually and I I didn't play much, you know, I was a walk on. You really gotta stick around long enough to be able to even see the field unless you're, you know, unless you have a scholarship. Um so eventually I got hurt and that ended, uh, which sucked. But um, coincidentally, that eventually led back to me doing the art, as you probably read or know. Um, so what basically happened after that is, you know, I still felt the drive or the passion for football. So it was like, how can I channel that energy for football? And actually, it's kind of random, but a friend of mine from high school that I lived with at the time, a couple other guys from high school as well, his mom's an artist and she, she knew of my work growing up. And, um, 
she said to me one day, she said, she said, never waste your talent. You can't, you can't waste that talent. Um, and it was, it was, it was like that moment, like among other things already kind of spinning through my head, but that one statement really kind of like lit a light bulb. And I was like, you know what? So like the next day I started drawing again, you know, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta start doing this again, you know, just for fun. And, um, I continued doing it and eventually made an Instagram, started posting my work. And a lot of the guys that I became friends with on the team, like Medikevich, Dawkins, Hassan Reddick, all those guys started doing work for them. Um, and that was like my, my first exposure, you know, them helping me get my work out there and then people actually starting to pay me for my work. And that's when things like really mm took another uh, turn on me. You know, I was like, wow, like people will actually pay me to do this for my artwork. You know, it was, it was the most incredible thing to me. And it was the most rewarding thing too. You know, you're creating something from scratch and somebody's paying you for that. Um, so that was really the beginning of everything I do now. <laughs> and that's it. I never looked back after that. I, I continued uh, from that day. That's probably... 2014 2015 and i didn't really have a true llc business till like 2017 2018 yeah and mind you i you know i went to grad school and stuff for pt and i continued to build the business while i was in school and i told you about 2020 i think the other reason that happened is because earlier the the year prior is when i was finally done school and jumped right into art you know, cause I had, I had some big job opportunities with PT, but the art coincidentally started to take off and I was like, well, I got to make a decision. So, and here we are. Sounds like <laughs> an easy decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so let's so. talk a little bit about the immortals. Um, let's talk about that project with, with Brian Dawkins. I'm excited to open this up here in a little bit and it's it's funny when you think about like sports cards. So so quick, are are you a are you a sports card collector? Like, do you kind of follow the markets and these breaks and chase cards and all of that? So, um, I wasn't growing up really. I was more into Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh. I definitely yeah, collected a lot of nerdy stuff. I was a nerd. Hey, watch it. Uh, Legos, <laughs> Star Wars, like whatever. Um, but I really started getting into cards and and understanding that market in like 2020 2021 um i started to notice like what tops was doing for tops 2020 top 70 and i thought it was the coolest thing and i also started to see like you know that's when i discovered golden auctions and saw what mm -hmm. they were doing and you know i just I, I i saw things unfolding and as you guys know too that the space in general went crazy just like crypto and other markets did yeah um so that was my first kind of exposure to it. And after seeing the top projects, like I kind of felt a little salty. I was like, oh, they, like they never hit me up to do any projects. So yeah. I was even more determined. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta do my own trading card. Um, yeah. So, so this has really been like two years in the making this project. It's just when I first proposed it and started to pull it together, um, it wasn't really the right people involved to make it happen. And then, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. And things finally worked out for this year, you know, mm -hmm. and all the, everything aligned, the stars aligned and things worked out to, to finally do it this year. And I, and I was finally ready 
to be able to pull it off and, and do it the right way and had already built up until this point the relationship that I have with with Brian. So <clears throat> yeah. That's really cool, man. And there has to be like some sort of like you said, like growing up, like if you were a nerd, then I was also a nerd. I mean, what I used to do when I was little, uh, the the my neighbor would come over and we would just take heaps of notebook paper and we would create our own Pokemon cards and we would get packs of gum just to not even chew the gum, but to have the foil and rip off the foil on top of the gum because it was tacky oh, on the yeah. other side. We can make our own holographic cards, right? So I'm thinking <laughs> about an artist that is making his own card. Like, is there like some internal childhood memory that you have, like going back to this and just saying like, Hey, you know, I used to be really into this and now I'm making that type of card today. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, reminiscing on, you know, even like I said, those Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon cards, not the same subject matter, but definitely brought out the, um, kind of the childhood, um, aspirations. Um, the last like I've ever screamed was when I opened a pack of Pokemon cards and I, I got a holographic Charizard. I'm not kidding. I don't know how I was, how I was one of the chosen few to get it, but I screamed like, like <laughs> probably louder than, you know, when we sacked Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and recovered the fumble. <laughs> that's saying a lot. <laughs> I have it's one saying. too, but I had, I had to trade the kitchen sink to get in. That's the day I stopped collecting because I had nothing else to give. I got my Charizard. I sent it off to get graded. I have them all in my room, my childhood collection. But <laughs> you guys are such nerds. I was never into Pokemon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sound jealous. All right, Jordan. I, I got one last question um, before we need to tear into this. Like I've had this card for for a couple of days now. I I already pulled it out of the cardboard box. I I like started to like pull back the the, the plastic. It the plastic around it before Alex told it. me just to like, just put it to put it to the side and not touch it again. Um, so you said that, you know, this, this kind of sort of manifested and started in 2015, 2016. Um, you know, I had a, I had an opportunity today earlier today to basically go through all the way back to, to your first Instagram post um, and, and kind of look at the evolution of your artwork and how it sort of got to that, you know, that sort of fateful, posts that you posted in June of 2018 with you and Brian Dawkins with your piece of, of Dawkins there. Like, tell me about, cause I, I also remember your post talking about how like your, your cousin was an inspiration to you, but also Brian Dawkins was a huge inspiration, inspiration to you. Like number one, what does that feel like? Right. To, to know that you're putting in everything and seeing that type of work sort of pay off in that type of way to where you're standing right next to a person that has had so much of an influence on your life and, and kind of like sit back and reflecting like, holy crap, this is this is actually happening. What does that feel like? Yeah, it's it, it's surreal sometimes still to this day, mm -hmm. um, especially where things have progressed now, like to today. Um, the fact of how successful the card project was, but everything that led up to that and everything that Brian did for the project and everything he said about me on the radio and for the stuff we put together for him, like it's one of those things where like somebody speaks for you and they, and they hype you up, hype the project up. Like it was, it's, it's a good feeling. Um, it's, it's an amazing feeling actually. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been surreal. It's probably the best word to describe it. You're now the second guest that we've had in maybe like the last month that has, uh, 
you know, like a one-on-one relationship with Brian Dawkins or has had an opportunity to chat with him in person. So we're, we're basically just like, we're working through people, you know, we're like this one-off. To yeah. It's like we interview people yeah. who have interviewed Brian Dawkins, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I remember, you know, that guest specifically saying how, um, you know, Brian said something to him, like, you're doing what you're meant to be doing and how like that really resonated with him. And it kind of sounds similar to, you know, um, you know, who you were talking about previously, where it just seemed like they, they saw your work for what it was. And they kind of gave you this reassurance that like you have a gift. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just, I just want to hear a little bit more like elaborating on just like what, what it felt like for just talking to Brian and, and what, like how impactful his words are. Yeah, he, that, that sounds very accurate. Um, no matter who you are, if you get that chance to sit down with him, like, he he will um inspire you um especially if you get to go to like one of his foundation events when he does a speech about why he started his impact foundation what they're doing currently what they have done what his future outlook is on that um it's it's special it's special um and you know to that point that you made he definitely makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. Like you are on the right path. Um, you know, he always, he always tells me, you know, and, and his favorite word is blessed, blessed, you know, blessed by the best, you know? Um, and, and what he means by that is that everybody is blessed in their own way. You know, you have your own path and you're meant to be on that path. Um, it's for a good reason. So to be able to sit with him, and chop it up and even like the cards um you know back on november a couple days prior to our release i sat down with him to do all the autographs on the cards and i didn't even release it yet but we had a whole session of my own kind of podcast with him a q a talking about different things in life and football the cards themselves and um he just he always has so much to say you know he, he can be a quiet guy but when he when he talks, people listen for for a specific reason, you know. Um, yeah, he's he's the man. It's captivating the man. man. It's it's captivating. Love that guy. All right, so um, Ali, let's start getting into this. So as we start ripping into these, uh, what the Immortals card is? It's a seventy five dollar card, and and Jordan, let me know if I'm I'm misspeaking here. There's two thousand and twenty cards in the set and out of 1767 of them are a base card and a base card is when you think about in the era of like Pokemon cards or whatever, they're your circles, your, your base ones. These are the ones you're expecting to get. However, and this is what the sports card market does. And and Jordan's really smart about this is he included different parallels uh, that you can also pull. So there's a gold rainbow foil parallel, a rainbow foil parallel, a green rainbow foil parallel, and then a one of one obsidian rainbow foil parallel. Uh, has anyone claimed the one of one? And, and what that means is there's only one of those in existence. Um, has anyone claimed that one yet, Jordan? Since in a, in a couple days from now, he'll be putting it out there. Yes, it, it has been claimed. It has been found. And I appreciate people reaching out and, and like saying, Hey, guess what? You know? <laughs> yeah. And ironically, he, um, respectfully, and this is awesome too. He's like, Hey, like out of respect for you and the project, like I'm going to hold off on putting it out there. 
because I'm going to wait until, you know, it's like Christmas Day or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, actually, well, the podcast is coming there. out tonight, so all. <laughs> so I Whoops. guess it's out there now. For <laughs> if you want, to can clip it out. But um, no, nah, no, nah, yeah. it's all good. It I guess Brian I, Dawkins. Yeah, it was Brian. Yeah, imagine if he got that. <laughs> yeah, actually, and then yeah. also believe it or not, it was Brian Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe that? Um, and then also on some of these cards, you even have the opportunity to have a signature from Brian Dawkins himself, and some of these. Uh, also with Jordan on there as well. So I'm pulling for the uh, the green parallel. I think that color uh, that color scheme looks sweet. Um, I actually have my own like, <laughs> I don't want to say a Brian Dawkins shrine, but I have like a wall dedicated. I have like a signed football. I have posters from the game. I have cards that I've pulled, um, you know, different merchandise and stuff that I bought. So this the, the second I saw this drop, regardless if you're going to accept the invite or not, I'm like, I'm getting this. And, and just you being on here makes this really cool. Um, love what you've done with it. Oh, we're so, opening. Come on, Alex. You got to okay, tell okay, me. Okay, okay, Come okay. <laughs> so on the camera here on YouTube, if you're checking this out, I'm also going to send some B-rolls. So the card comes in. You got Jordan Spector and Brian Dawkins' signature in this Weapon X uh, Immortals box. It looks really sweet. So right, sick. Pull- oh, okay. And then there's a certificate of authenticity in here as well. Branded really nice. Wow. Very cool. All right, opening it up. No way. I got the green parallel. I'm not joking no, here. No way. <laughs> yes, I did. Can you believe that? Holy crap. No way. Dude, oh I'm my having gosh. my Tarzard moment right now. So there's only 96 need, of these in the entire hear, set. The Are you going to scream moment. after the episode? Are you just going to let out a Dude, this giant... is insane. Wow. So, Jordan, one question I want to ask you is, I can't believe I got that. That is, like, mind-blowing. Holy crap. Um, geez, wow. I'm, wa- so I'm cool. waiting for Ali to jump out of his seat. Let's, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Which so one I did you I, get, Ali? I think, it, I think this is the rainbow foil, right? You got Jalen Rager? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jaylen, no. You got the Jalen Rager card? Rager. <laughs> it does look a little rainbowy. I think this is the rainbow foil. On the back, it says yeah, it is. two of 96. <laughs> you guys both got parallels. You guys both got you parallels. You knew that you were coming on here and you wanted this episode to be really special, didn't you? No, Jordan? listen. <laughs> everything is randomized, so that is pretty funny. That is um, everything happens for a reason, this is you know? Sick. This is sick. So I guarantee. I guarantee there's a really good resale value on this already for people that went after this. So this is this is now an investment. Wow. Jordan, I love it. This looks identical to a chase card that you would see. I mean, I couldn't tell a difference if Panini put this out or not. Like, talk to me a little bit about the manufacturing process. Is it is it similar? Are you using the same type of ink or or <clears throat> let me, uh, I want to learn a little bit about that. Yeah, I learned a lot about that process and the do's and the don'ts and um just in general, the time that went in to exploring the different capabilities out there. Um, and what's really tricky is that there's a lot of personalities in the, in the card manufacturing space. And, um, you know, there's a lot of big, big dogs in the space too, that are doing a lot of volume. And when I'm coming in, I'm not doing a huge, like 2000 is a lot for me, but 2000 is nothing for some of these companies out there. So it's very hard to get what you want. Um, so it took some. It took a lot of time to nail down um, not only a good manufacturer that 
works with Panini and some of these top companies, um, but that also, you know, could do it the right way and be able to do it in a timely manner. Um, so there was a lot that went into that. But yes, I can tell you for sure that um, the manufacturer, um, they do work for Panini and other big companies, um, you know, and there's multiple manufacturers that do this stuff, but, and there's different ways of how the parallels are made. Um, printing on foil board versus printing on plastic mm-hmm. um, and different ways that like, so like a chrome, a Bowman chrome is done on plastic, but okay. those are done on a foil board uh, paper. Um, Very cool. And I like the look and feel of those better. Um, and that technically is called a, a sand rainbow foil. Kind of has that extra like uh, glistening to it which I really thought was cool. Um, and when you let sunlight hit it tomorrow, like you'll see it'll, it'll pop. Like it, it looks crazy. Um, but certain lighting can, can make it more dull. Um, Very cool. You guys yeah, have to send uh, me pics or videos when you, when you get a better look at it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot something tonight. I mean, this is, I can't believe I, I actually got this. And, and, th- really and this is you. one thing that like has been like, irking me but like i see everybody posting it and showing it and nobody takes it out of the plastic the plastic's just there for when it ships so it doesn't get rattled or scratched up or anything but you can take it out of that unless you plan on shipping it somewhere no but Wait. i just feel like i don't want to drop you it need, Where your, <laughs> don't you guys have your special glove you need special gloves or something and then Smudgeless. also on the back with this one too with Look the parallel it's, it's also numbered too on the back three to three to 96 so which number did you three out of 96 Three, three to ninety six. I got, I got two out of ninety six. Yeah, so wow. you, we both got parallels. That's ridiculously cool. Did you got? When did you guys? Okay, I yeah. ordered the night we got the. Uh, it got released. That's interesting. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> was this like not made yet? No, it was definitely made. Everything was randomized and and sorted a certain way. So I just think it's funny that you both got uh, low numbers. Um, Ali did by his, I think like three or four days after. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, what, what was crazy is the first day is when we sold a lot of cards. A lot of people had eyeballs on it. A lot of people came into the project and, um, everything kind of hit at once. So, um, you guys ordered at very different times considering that. Yeah. Um, if it was What's the quote on, on the inside of the box there, Alex? Yeah. So I didn't even read that. I was so obsessed over the card. It says respect is not given. It's our doggone it with Brian Dawkins with the uh, gold embroidered uh, gold uh, yep. text uh, signature there. And that, um, that was one of my favorite quotes of him growing up. Um, so that's why I wanted to have that in there. And so uh, our intro, our intro to the podcast, it starts off with the Brian Dawkins quote. Yeah. Um, and he gives a good dog on it. Yeah. Yeah. Good dog on it in there. Good dog on it. Wow. Really was cool. The, uh, yeah. The, uh, I remember, I think it was like Madden 2005 or six where they had like that intro where Brian Dawkins is like, can you feel it? That, that feeling in your doggone chest. Can you feel that? <laughs> I'm like, ah, need that game tomorrow. All right. So, um, Jordan, amazing product. This is amazing. This is going to be such a nice showpiece um, in the basement. Uh, if you're on YouTube, 
Uh, make sure you check it out. I'm going to shoot some B-roll. I actually may wait tomorrow because I want to get some uh, shots of it in the sunlight, uh, just yep. like he said, with the with the sand um, type of foil on it. This is so incredibly sick. Uh, I feel super lucky to have it. Totally worth the $75. Um, it is Christmas. Jordan is busy, but uh, definitely place your orders before um, the uh, before the holiday. All right, so let's talk a little bit about football. Um, oh, yeah. That's yeah, what we're, we actually, we that's actually have a football a podcast and do, do stuff here. I don't think we need to spend entirely too much time. I mean, here is kind of the, the, the skinny of everything. The Philadelphia Eagles are a 13 and a half point favorite against the New Good York God. Giants. If Good the God. Eagles win out the next three games, they take the division um, and a potential number two seed. However, like I said on the episode earlier this week, the Philadelphia Eagles do not control their own destiny. So if the Lions win out, they will get the number two seed. Philly will will you know not be number two, not have any playoff advantage at home. Um, and if the uh, Lions lose a game and the Eagles win out, we can get the number two seed still. By the sounds of what we've seen on social media this week, you would think the Eagles aren't even going to make the playoffs. It's like doom and gloom. Everyone's crying. You know, we're one well, of that them. was also us. That was us on Monday when we recorded. I mean, I, I still feel it. I still don't feel great. Yeah, but the people are just like absolutely giving up on the team. So, Jordan, as our guest, hit us with what you think is going to happen on Monday, Christmas Day game. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, what are your plans for that game? What are you going to be doing on Christmas? And maybe give us a score prediction. Yeah, I was actually debating um, going to that game. The weather is going to be really nice. Um, I'll be there. Yeah, like mid fifties or something. Yeah. And my thing is every year, like I try to go to two to three games max. Um, Cause I actually, I love going to games, but at the same time, I don't see as much of the game when I'm there opposed to on TV. Um, so I'll just be with family on that day. Um, but we'll be watching. We'll be watching. Um, yeah. That, I, that game is, uh, that game is also um, guys. We, we had our, our first ticket giveaway on the pod yes, for the podcast we did. and our partnership with Kev Nichols and the grace project. Um, Alex, you, you talked to, to uh, our, our follower on Instagram. He seems super excited, right? <laughs> yeah. So the funny thing and, and really quick, sorry to cut you off there, Jordan. Uh, so uh, his, his name is JT and <laughs> the, the, the way that you enter into the contest is every single time you commented and tagged an Eagles fan, you were automatically had an entry. That was actually a really bad idea because my phone would not stop buzzing. Like it just, it just constantly went off. JT, Good for business. JT only submitted three names. Like I could have easily said it's going to be between these two people. They make up fifty percent of the comments. JT only committed like uh, said like two or three names. And when I messaged him, he's like, "Holy crap! I actually can't <laughs> believe it." So he's really excited. I think he's going to be taking his son down to the stadium. Um, if if I remember our, our conversation correctly, but yeah, he was he was super amped and and ready to go. So that I, was a fun little thing. I there. guess you could say that his chances of winning were the same chances of, of both of you getting, uh, getting yeah. your parallels. <laughs> so it's good karma that came your way. Yeah. yeah you got, you so, guys must've bought like 50 cards or something like that. They're all sitting yeah. on your desk right now. Yeah. Actually this closet behind me is actually full of the, the, <laughs> yeah. the other it's just It's just full of Brian Dawkins cards. It's I so bought funny. all 2000 plus cards. It's just like, it's, I, will, it's, I, I will say, and, and if they just happen to be watching, I appreciate it, but I, we have had some people buy 10 to 20 cards, which is pretty amazing. Um, 
Wow. And it's such a such an awesome feeling that they wanted to be at much of a part of it. And, you know, they're, they're chasing, too, I would imagine. Um, so I hope they got something good. <laughs> like, I'm not buying Christmas cards this year. I'm just going to buy a bunch of these Dawkins cards, and I'm just going to send them to everybody. Hey, that's how the sports card market is, man. It gets pretty wild. All right, back to football. I, I, I Literally, we could have done the whole podcast on just this, honestly. It's, 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 that, cool of a, it's that cool of a thing. Uh, Jordan, what do you think is going to happen during the game? Hit us with a score prediction. I think we're going to be... 31 17 mm-hmm. i think it's gonna start out slow again and i'm hoping they become that second half team that i know them to be um or play a solid game the whole time but i do think they're gonna win they have to win and um i think that i think that last game was like the biggest wake-up call for them to fix a mm-hmm. lot of stuff and you know like I, I, I hate seeing the stuff on social media too of people like actually giving up. Like it's like it's all fun and games if like yeah, like we're down, like whatever, like it sucks. But they have three they have three games to figure it out. Um and three easy games, very easy games, at least I hope. <laughs> yeah, with some pretty but, easy um, playoff opponents too. I mean, we're looking at the Rams and the Bucks right now. We yeah. we've beat both of them, right? Yeah. Maybe not convincingly, but we've beat, <laughs> we've beat both of them. <laughs> Right, Actually, Andrew. to be honest, you know, the, the Bucks and the Rams games, if I remember correctly, were two of our, I think, two games that we actually like felt pretty good afterwards. A lot of the games yeah. this year, we kind of just snuck by those games were like, yeah, like we had a good second half and we actually like handled business. So anyway, yeah, to your you know point, why? Because we ran the ball. Yeah, that's why we ran we the ran ball. <laughs> the, this foreign concept that just... Uh, yeah, I mean, again, DeAndre Swift, they, I think he had 18 carries last week. If they want to give 18 carries to Boston Scott this week, I'm also fine with that. However they want to include Boston Scott in the game plan is always a good omen against against the Giants. But, you know, Ali, I don't want to steal your thunder here too much, but but just to give you some of the Giants' ranks, uh, they're 31st in points scored. They they average 13.5 points a game, like on i know our defense is trash but we got to be able to make some stops uh they're 31st in total yards per game they're they're dead last in pass yards per game like this is the perfect time for our defense to just maybe build a little bit of confidence so um yeah i don't think there's much to overthink here like you're going against tommy devito an inexperienced quarterback who you know can make some things happen with his legs i'm sure but the giants have a really crappy receiver core (sighs) i'm gonna go Eagles 27, Giants 17. Um, yeah, yeah. Eagles okay. 27, Giants 17. Back back in the win column. Cool. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think some of those stats may be a little bit inflated because they had Tommy DeVito kind of figuring it out, and it does look like he's sort of hit his stride, but I think the Tommy DeVito, the lore of Tommy DeVito and who he's going to be is nothing special. I think he had a few good games. He showed off a little bit. The thing with his Italian, his super Italian agent is freaking hilarious with the fedora. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I actually like. I think it's awesome. Uh, I just wish he was on the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yo, that'd be hilarious if we saw him at the link. You need, you need to hit him up. Do a, do a card collab uh, with uh, Give him some gabagool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with all that being said, is Saquon playing? Is he hurt again? I don't even know. What's 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 the status on Saquon right now? He's he's playing right. 
Yeah, but our run defense is about yeah. the only no, thing no, no, we have no, no, going no, no, for us no, anyway. Yeah. So, you know? so, so, well, I don't know, man. Uh, Walker yeah. ran all over us, walked all over us. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would just say stop Saquon. You know it's coming. Stop those screens of Saquon that they usually do. Their receivers are middle of the road. I think it's going to be a fine game. Um, kind of like echoing Jordan on this, I think we're, we, we have to put up a lot of points. I think Nick is going to play pedal to the metal and just like, hey, we need to get this back on track. It is a must-win game. I will say if we lose any one of the next three games, like that's just not going to be good for the mental health. It's not going to be good for the podcast. It's not going to be good for anything. So um, with that being said, I'm going to say Eagles 31, Giants 15. Mm, Five field goals. Yeah, maybe field goals or one of those weird two-point conversions that don't convert or whatever. So, (laughs) All right, Ali. Yeah, so you know, Drew, you mentioned a lot of the the stats as far as as far as where they are in yards per game and and points per game. Um, I missed really one. Were, I missed an important one that I'm, that I hope you that I hope you say. Thir- third down conversions. They're thirty first in the NFL. Um, we're thirty second in stopping teams on third down. <laughs> <laughs> we met our match. So this is so you know when they say like this is where an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. This is like. When a stoppable force meets a movable, <laughs> like, I, 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 the opposite of that, right? Like this is this is like a team that doesn't want to convert on third down versus a team that lets everyone convert on third down. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to be there watching for it because I freaking love the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, their touchdowns per game is is thirtieth in the league. Um, you know, for me, when I look at this game, it's really trying to understand what kind of player Tommy DeVito is, what kind of quarterback he is. Um, everyone's kind of like riding the train. It's because like this is kind of the best that New York can do with what they have. And frankly, they didn't have much before Daniel Jones went down anyway. His um, on-target throws uh, are 75.8%, which is fairly low in the NFL. Normally, you'd see the average quarterback has like mid-80s in the percentage of on-target throws. Um, And his bad throw percentage, which is actually one of the worst in the league among active quarterbacks right now, is 12.4%. So I don't necessarily see Tommy DeVito as the guy who can light us up, um, especially because I did see a lot of promise out of our secondary sans James Bradbury last week. But I saw a lot of promise coming out of the rookies, specifically with Keely Ringo. I like what I saw out of him. His slay back in this game, his slay is back. Right, so I, I I think this is this is frankly a bounce back game for us. This is a stepping stone KT game. Is open uh, practice window open too, so he'll be back there. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm excited. Hopefully, Avante Maddox is back playoff time because um, you know we're definitely going to need him. Um, I think this is a get back game, get right game. This is a, a stepping stone game for us on our way to going down to to play Jonathan Gannon and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I hate to say this, you know, I've been I've been really, really bullish on the Eagles all season. And when it comes to opponents where I know we should completely stomp them, we've come up a little sort of lethargic. But I truly do think this is going to be our get right game. I've got Philadelphia 42 and New York six i don't think there's gonna score a touchdown this game wow wow, <laughs> wow. i love righty then ali is all business he's not his his mouth he's like not even he's not smiling look at, look at the all game. these notes right here this is i did my homework <laughs> look at all these notes right here look yeah. at all look at all of them all right, tortellini. all right andrew explain swinging it and then uh yeah swing it <laughs> yeah. underdog picks for the week <laughs> 
Yeah. Just, All right. Yeah. You know, I'm Andrew it. to explain swinging it, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's swing for the fences, everyone. So how does this game work? All four of us are going to pick an underdog, and if that team wins outright this weekend, we will be rewarded the number of points that that team is receiving in the spread. So it's a very it's a very simple concept. Uh, we we do have a little bit of a change to the ranking. So Ali still sitting at the top. We're standing at the top, whatever you prefer. You got 34 on the year. Right below that, the audience, who Jordan will be representing today, at 25 and a half. So right around 10 points. Alex and I are now tied. So I've been uh, chilling at the bottom. And, you don't know, get this, cocky, Drew. Don't get cocky. Not cocky. Not cocky. It's just, uh, it just, it feels good. You know, it just Wasn't feels good. Wasn't Alex not... leading at one point? And now he's... At... Just weren't the Eagles out. weren't the Eagles uh <laughs> looking like they were Super Bowl, you know, contender number one, and now they look like Dookie. So hey, uh hey, hey, hey. I know. So anyway, so Alex and I both have 17 and a half. We're gonna do what we always do and give the honors over to Jordan, who's representing the audience. So, Jordan, who do you have for your underdog pick of the week? And this is just winning outright. Yep, winning outright. Yep. Hmm. I was trying to look some stuff up at the games coming up. Um, It's never an easy decision. And this would be like a team that's considered an underdog, like not the Phillies being the Giants. Yeah, whichever team is receiving points. Yep. I'm going to have to go Bengals. I like it. Bengals over the Steelers. Yeah. Are the Bengals under? I think they're, they're no. favorites. No. Yeah, actually, the Steelers are underdogs in that game. So if you're receiving points, so plus two and a half, those are going to be. Uh, well, then I'm not picking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get the pick right, and then you end up losing points for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go with. Um, I don't know about that. You can take as long as you want. Just don't take mine. That's all I'm asking. Okay. Okay. Why is it plus? I never understood why the underdogs. Because you're receiving points. Because they're yeah. You're adding it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Intuitively, it just doesn't make sense. So well, because when you think underdog, you think negative minus. So I think that's what can cause some confusion. Yeah. So the like the Patriots at the Broncos. The Patriots are the underdogs. Yes, the Patriots. Yeah, they are a seven-point underdog. I'll take the Pats. Pats That's one the of the better spreads this week because a lot of the a lot of the games this week are around like two or three points. So that's a smart move going with the Patriots. Who, if they win, you'll get seven points for the audience. You'll be creeping pretty close to Ali, depending on who he picks. Uh, so now, Alex, at this point, between you and I, since we're tied, I mean, I guess Gosh. because I've. I, because I've, <laughs> well, because I mean, I'm just saying because I've spent I've spent so much more time at the bottom. You know, I guess it's I still have first dibs here. Is that how this works? No, I do, I do. I got, you I, got I I got first dibs because he's so of, he's so ashamed. Attitude. He's he's throwing yeah. a hissy fit and he yeah. wants. My to man go just first. got like the rarest card in America, and he and it's just not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. All right, go go, Andrew, go because I I doubt we have the same one. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens to beat Damn the 49ers. It. <laughs> wow, same one. So here. And it's a simple reason. I think everybody has Brock Purdy right now as the MVP. And I really hope that this is just like Lamar being like, hey, guys, don't forget about me. I know that I'm not Dak Prescott or any of these NFC dudes, but like 
we're taking care of business over here. So uh, I, I, I'm wondering if Lamar, if, if the Baltimore Ravens win, does he cement the MVP this year? But we'll see. I don't know. It's going to be tough in San Francisco. It's going to be Christmas night. Anything can happen. I need a Christmas miracle. Give me the Ravens. Yeah, there's a lot of really close games this week. So it's actually going to be a really exciting lineup. Um, even like right now, uh, what's the score? It's uh, 7 to 17 against the Rams. Okay, so it's not really that good. But uh, there are a lot of like close game windows. So it's not very good for swinging it. Anyway, uh, give me the Arizona Cardinals over the Chicago Bears. Um, mm. Justin Field just can't catch a break. The team can't catch a break. Hail Mary's falling into their laps, doing what they need to do. They're just like a cursed franchise. The Justin Fields hype is dying down. So let's see if Kyler can pull something out here. Plus four and a half. Sweet. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting pick with the the Ravens. I don't think uh, I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to pull this one out just because I don't feel like it's a it's a must win for them in the in the sort of like legitimacy of the AFC kind of deal. Anyway. Damn. Um, give me the, uh, give me the Dallas Cowboys at the Miami Dolphins. Ugh, you're actually picking Dallas. Awful. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know you anymore, Ali. Yeah. Sorry. Same. All right, Jordan. So we have a, uh, small tradition that we do. Um, our guest sends us home. So just closing remarks. It's episode 78 can be as long or as short as you want it to be, but, uh, go for it, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, all I can think about is is the Eagles winning on Monday, but they're going to win, and we're going to keep winning and make it to the playoffs as a second seed and get back on track. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's speak do it. it into existence. And um, respect is not given; it is earned. Doggone it. 